Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today we have Brooke Volanovich joining us again for the second time on the couch to chat all things Instagram marketing, her journey over the past year with some highs and lows and some incredible lessons that you can take away and implement into your life and just make it a richer experience in general. So I'm super excited to have Brooke back. Let's get started. Welcome, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you back on the Couch Chats podcast. Last time we caught up, it was like the first time we were allowed out of lockdown and we got to do it on the couch, but today we're doing it from our homes. So I'm excited to chat and catch up on everything that's been happening in the past year. Um, Some very exciting things have been happening. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. Yes, what a big year it's been. It's been huge. So a lot has changed for you personally. Um, Very exciting, which you are now a mama to be. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. That's been the craziest, craziest, um, just craziest thing I've experienced in terms of my body and my mind. I've Mm. always been in control of my body and I would like to think, my mind too and then suddenly you get pregnant and you lose all control of everything <laughs> so that's been a learning experience and a journey. and are you usually a bit of a control freak like is this no <laughs> not at all yeah massively massive control freak and I think when you're someone that really values and prioritizes health and fitness and for me, I do everything I can to look good and feel good. And then you get pregnant. And I was unfortunately really quite sick. And that was obviously physically challenging, but really mentally challenging as well, because it's really hard to get your head around the fact that everything is okay with your baby when you're so unwell. Because normally, if you are that unwell, something is wrong, like badly, badly wrong. But when you're pregnant and that unwell, people are just like, oh, well, you'll be fine. And in your mind, you're like, but I'm not fine. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. A lot to adjust to. Oh. Um, has it changed your business? Now, obviously, you're always like, a high achiever, like full force forward, let's just do biz all the time. And I think last time you mentioned you hadn't had a weekend off in however long. So has this news, and obviously the baby hasn't arrived yet, so things are going to get even more hectic and very different, but has just this journey so far changed your mindset around business and priorities and what really matters? Oh, 1,000%. But... It wasn't actually getting pregnant that has forced me to pull back. Mm -hmm. I think the last time when 
the last time we met up when we were chatting and I said I still hadn't had a day off. My business is subscription-based, so with that comes work and admin that does need to be done every day. Mm. And because I am a control freak, I find it very, very hard to delegate. But I had something else pretty huge going on in my personal life over the past 12 months. My sister was very, very unwell um, Mm. to the point that she actually had to move back in with my parents because she needed 24-7 care. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so when I wasn't working, I was at my parents. Now, at sort of the first level of her sickness, she was sleeping a lot. So I could take my laptop and work when she was asleep. But as she got sicker and sicker and was actually in and out of hospital a lot as well, Mm. it just became increasingly difficult to work in her presence and I was forced to delegate and Mm -hmm. hand over so much of the day-to-day tasks of the business that I had not handed over yet. Uh, Unfortunately, she did pass away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. It was, yeah, Yeah. it was horrendous. So that was in June last year. And by the time she had passed, I had pretty much outsourced everything in my business other than the weekly training video that I do in my social club group because I couldn't get somebody else to put my head on and (laughs) and do the video. Um, And then obviously after she passed away and I was grieving for a a long time, it the grieving, I suppose, filled the space of the time that I had spent with her and my family. And then as I started to feel a bit better, I started to realise like, wow, I don't have a lot to do anymore. Mm. And that's actually when Dom and I had the discussion of, is now the perfect time to start trying for a baby because previously we always wanted children but I didn't really see how it would fit and without intending to and for a whole other reason I created all this time in my in my life that I never previously had and so we started trying and we fell pregnant straight away, which we're really grateful for. But then I got really sick. <laughs> so I think um, literally like day one of week six of my pregnancy till about week 18, I could barely move and do anything. And then from as soon as I started feeling better, I was like, right. We are on, we are doing everything. So it's gotten hectic again Yeah, because I do have a deadline now where mm-hmm. I've never, ever had a deadline <laughs> before, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm back in a bit of a, a manic schedule but only so once I'm done on my deadline date. 
um, yeah. I can then just prepare for the baby and have the baby and get used to the baby and how that's going to look in the rest of my business to be able to do Yeah. So, wow. So it's definitely been a huge <laughs> year for you and thanks for being so vulnerable and honest about that. It's, yeah, sending lots of love your way mm-hmm. um, but also very exciting upcoming mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. just to meet a baby V. I know. I can't wait. Now that I'm not sick anymore, I'm so excited for him to be here and, <laughs> like, for him to be my little friend and my mate and I want to see him do things and act like Dom because I just think that is going to be the most surreal thing ever. I'm not sure how I'm going to go having two Doms. That's <laughs> quite a handful, but I'll make it work. <laughs> oh, no, it's very, very exciting. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting how life and business and all of these things can sometimes put things in perspective but also change things like now you said you've got a deadline and you know you're kind of forced to do these that you never thought was possible before like if someone was like take four out of your five days off a week you're like that's not even possible but when things happen sometimes it it all of a sudden is possible so we're capable of so much more than we realize and we do it to ourselves as entrepreneurs I I go through this same sort of roller coaster it's like let's do everything oh my god too much and then <laughs> let's sign up for everything again so right. and yeah you're so exhausted that then the only person you have to blame is yourself and <laughs> in those moments of exhaustion I always say well cancel this or cancel that or don't do it you're the one that mm. booked it don't do it then and then I'm like but I don't want to cancel it so it's yeah. that like dialogue <laughs> where you're arguing with yourself about what you've created <laughs> yeah and it's just accepting that and being at peace well this was a decision that I made so mm. here we are <laughs> yeah you wanted this you wanted yep. this <laughs> definitely so I want to switch gears a little bit now and chat a bit about Instagram um, since you are the expert. So you know I always say, you know, success literally starts and ends with mindset. Like I could give my clients all of the tools and you could probably say, guys, post, you know, on Instagram and do this and that, but there's always something that's holding people back. There's like a roadblock or there's something that stops people from showing up and sharing their brand and business in the way that they would want to. And it comes down to things such as fear of what others might think, fear of possibly saying the wrong thing, fear of even failure. Like what's the point in posting on Instagram if it's not going to work? And imposter syndrome like there's so many more reasons why mindset is really the key to success in general but even more so online because you're putting yourself out there you're getting pretty vulnerable and exposing yourself um to people who might leave nasty comments there might be haters there might be you know people talking about what you've posted there are so many fears that come up so Two parts to this question. Have you ever felt any of these or are you just like, nope, I'm just going to show up and, and be myself because you're always super authentic and showing all the, the highs and lows. Um, and then the second part would be what would be your tips for people to overcome them online? Well, to answer the first one, yes, definitely. I have felt it too and do feel it all the time. I will always remember the first troll I got. And for me, and this is 
normally quite surprising for people to hear. So I'm a speaker. I'm a keynote speaker. I do a lot of speaking. I hate the sound of my voice. I always have, even looking back as a child, remember answering machines when the whole family would get together and record their answering machine message on the home telephone. I would hear my part and be like, ugh, yuck, and cringe. And I still do cringe. It's the craziest thing. But I've turned it into a career somehow. Anyway, and the very first troll that I got said to me, what did she say? I can't remember her exact words. Hang on. She said, oh, that's right. You have the most annoying voice on the internet. Oh, no. Yeah. And although I agree, (laughs) I was so triggered in that moment and she said, you're so fake, your voice sounds so fake, how does anyone believe anything you're saying? And she said, I use you. She was actually a social media marketer um, from another country and she said in her message um, of hate, that she used me as an example of how fake people could be online when she's teaching social media. And it really cut. It really cut me deep because not only was it my biggest insecurity, but it was also the first troll I've got. I've had so many since then. People say stuff about me all the time. The funniest thing someone has said about me is that I look like Voldemort from Harry Potter. And I was like, but I have a nose. I'm so, I'm so confused how you came up with that. Okay. Some people just. <sighs> I know. Just, that yeah. Is so <laughs> anyway, so I think you just get more and more used to it. And when you know that you have value to share and you know that you can help and you do start helping and you start receiving, you know, customer testimonials and feedback with how you have helped people, I think if you can focus on that and this goes for um, the second half to your question for tips to get around it, I have a Dropbox folder that also has anything nice any of my customers have ever said about how I've helped them grow their businesses, which I can read over anytime I'm having a down day or just feeling like, oh, is what I'm doing making a difference? And it really does help to pick you up. Now, I know at the start you might not have as many of those, but at the start in business, you really have to be your own biggest fan. You have to be your own hype girl. And when no one is watching, you need to believe that what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're sharing is going to help someone eventually. But that's how everyone gets started on this app. Everyone gets started with zero followers and has to post and has to share something. So at the start, believing in yourself is what's going to help you overcome the fear. And then as your business starts to generate revenue and you start to pick up customers and you start to get that feedback, keep that collection of screenshots and emails and whatever it is to refer back to when you're having those moments because it really, really helps make a difference. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's kind of like reframing. So instead of focusing on you 
as what you're worried about people might think of you or your fears yourself. When it becomes about someone else, that fear almost disappears because what's more important, like filling out your mission and and serving people in that's the whole reason you started your business or your fear of what one friend might think or what one person might say about you as opposed to how many people you could really help if you show up, that change in perspective alone kind of almost gets you out of your own way because it's not about you anymore. 100%. And no matter how bad of a day you're having, there's always someone worse, always someone worse. I remember when I was in the hospital with my sister and you know, something had happened in my business or something had happened with this or that or the other and you look at these people and you think they would give everything to swap lives with you for even just an hour. They would Mm. take all your problems to swap lives for an hour and it really does put a lot into perspective, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely some powerful lessons that everyone can take away from that because, yeah, perspective really is everything because we get so, especially when we're solo entrepreneurs, we're like in our own world, in our little office, you know, day in, day out. And we don't like last week, I don't think I left left home for like a week. I was just like working at home, doing everything. And we can get caught up in our own thoughts, our own world, um, and just what's going on inside of our little box. But when we sort of expand that and really take things into perspective, if someone writes something nasty, that's usually a reflection on them anyway. So always. And I will add as well to join a business community or join a networking community because sometimes all it takes is someone else saying, oh, that happened to me too, to make you not feel so alone. And I'll often find if I'm getting a little bit down or in my own head in business, it's similar to what you were just saying. I haven't left the house in a week. I haven't spoken to anyone. I haven't seen anyone. I've just been in my zone, in my box with the good things that are happening, it's not all bad, yeah. but then yeah. bad things that are happening too. So being able to have a community to to turn to and support, even just to say, can we grab a coffee? I'd love to have, you know, a walk and a chat and just vent to. It definitely, definitely helps to make you feel better in those times because a lot of the yeah. time your friends and family, they just don't get it, mm. you know, and it's yeah. not because they don't want to. Obviously there's a lot of situations with friends and family who don't support businesses and that's a whole nother thing but yeah. <laughs> don't get us started on that yeah, one <laughs> that's a whole nother episode um but they just don't understand because there's complete different pressures being a business owner and being an employee and complete different mindset that you need to take on especially if you have employees as well because then you're responsible for other people too so, yeah, having a good network of business support that get it definitely, definitely makes a difference in those moments. Yeah, I love that. I think community is so important. If you're looking for more inspiration to grow your business and live your dream life, 
I have something for you all. It is my free webinar on the three key steps to building your dream business, how to grow your business through mindset, goal setting and simple strategies so that you can stop hustling and start seeing real results. If you'd like access to the free webinar, the link will be in the show notes, but you can also find it on my website at jessicawilliamson.com.au. And let's start building your dream business. I always say to my clients, actually, that every time you show up, you're actually inspiring another female business owner to do the same. Like if you can face your fears, then they can too. So even then that could be an extra motivator for you to show up that every time you're showing up, you're actually inspiring and empowering someone else to be like, Hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. And it's just such a snowball effect that you don't even realize you have. Um, and guess what? Some people don't even send you those messages. And I love that you keep the file, but some people are silently watching and absorbing. And it's not until a year later that they might say, Hey, I've been watching you for a year and you've inspired me. And this is what I've done in the past year. And you won't even know. And that's a blessing, but also, you know, a bit of a curse because you don't always get that immediate feedback, but just know that everyone has something special to share with the world. So go out there and share it. Share it. And I think so many people get caught up in the idea of growing their following that mm. they forget what the number represents. Even if you had 10 people following you, if you had 10 people in a room hearing your story, if you had 100 people in a room hearing your story, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, you know, that's that's a lot of people, but people get so caught up with just growing their followers and growing their followers and growing their followers and don't really take the time to appreciate the eyes that they do have and the audience they do have and the impact that they do have over those people. And that seems to get very quickly forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's huge. I think we we all forget because we're sitting here and it's just us and a phone. Like we don't see all the faces. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just shifting that perspective as well because even for myself, I'm like, wow, I got so many views on my stories and then you get like one quarter of that on another day and you're like, damn it, what's the <laughs> point? You know, I'll wait until I get more views. But it really is still like, you know, a, a good fair chunk of people that you can have an impact on. Totally, totally. Yeah, oh, amazing. I think there's so much in that that hopefully we're going to have a bunch of fearless females jumping on all over Instagram after this chat. Um, but what I wanted to ask is how can people make more of an impact? Now we just touched a little bit on, you know, people are worried about growing their followers. But I think that this platform and the way the world is going in general is that people want to make an impact and people want to be impacted and have that deeper human connection more than ever. So what are your tips on not just throwing up a post, but really having impact on the community and on the people that might see your content on Instagram? Um, I'm gonna go gonna go a bit analytical on this one to really give you that extra boost. Uh-huh. If you've got a pretty good idea of how to create a post, then 
think of all the other elements involved. So if you know that you have a post that's got really good content and is really quality and either shares your brand story or really provides value in terms of maybe it's tips or advice or um, strategies or something like that, Take the time to look at your insights and ensure that you are sharing it on your peak posting day at your peak posting time. Like give yourself the best opportunity for eyes on the prize of the content. Um, making sure as well that the hashtags that you're using on the content are relevant to the message that you're trying to share. So think about who you're trying to reach with that post and what sort of things would they be searching for on Instagram? What keywords would they be searching for? What problems are they looking for the solution for? And using those keywords as the hashtags on your post. So I think people get so caught up with what's in the content, which obviously really, really matters. But then there's other elements of a posting strategy that will really impact how many people that post can impact. And so many people forget about the importance of that part as well. Yeah. No, I think that's a really cool um, different different way of answering that question than I was expecting, but I think it is important. You know, if you've got something important to say, why not get the most eyes on it? Yeah, give yourself the best opportunity. I'll get members through that they have fantastic content, beautiful images, so clear. Their captions are well-written. They're not robotic. They're speaking like they're speaking to a friend. They're really speaking in their brand voice. They don't use any hashtags. And they post every day at 9 a.m. because that's what suits them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the biggest message for Instagram success really is that it's not about you. So there's so many elements to how you make it about the audience so that you can have that impact beyond just what it is that you're sharing. And if you can get all of those elements Correct, and you can because it's just about looking at your insights. That the data is there; the data doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie, and then also knowing who you're talking to, who is that audience member or customer, what impact can you have? So much more than just that. Using all the tools and all the features available in Instagram to give yourself the best opportunity to get that message out there. Yeah, no, it's so important and hopefully everyone can now be <laughs> implementing those. What would your tips be around building like a community on Instagram? Now, we don't have the functionality of like groups on Facebook and things like that, but obviously you can still build a strong community on Instagram. What are your top tips on that? So community to me means relationships and relationships are built on conversation. So you need to start thinking more about starting a conversation rather than just pushing out a message and how you can get your audience and your followers to interact and engage as much as possible. So on your posts, asking questions, which people, especially when your account is new, people don't always answer and that's fine. So there's other ways to go about it. 
on your stories using the interaction stickers. There's so many interaction stickers in stories. There's the poll sticker. There's the question sticker. Um, there's the quiz sticker. There's the emoji slider. There's so many options that are easier for a follower to interact with you rather than, you know, asking a question on a post and wanting them to give a really long answer. Um, and then just being responsive. So if people do comment, making sure that you respond. If you get DMs, making sure you check them. I know so many people that say, oh, I don't even check my other DM folder. But I get so many DMs through there. Obviously, there's a lot of spam, but I real people that want to have a real conversation and you do need to check that. So doing everything that you can to build that engagement and have that conversation is going to create the relationships and build your community over time. Yeah. 100% agree with all of that. Um, (laughs) Even sometimes when I put a question in my caption and people just like comment, love this, or, you know, something's very simple, I then ask them the question directly as well. And that tends to get that conversation going. Yeah, it's a really good idea because a lot of the time, you know, people are just scrolling quickly. They're not reading long captions. I know for me personally, If there's someone that I follow that I know always posts really valuable content, I'll stop and read. But otherwise, a lot of the time you're just scrolling in between a meeting or flicking through while you're waiting for something. You're not in like intense Mm -hmm. reading mode. So I think that's a really good tip and valid point that you raise to anyone that does comment to repeat the question. And 99% of the time they'll respond. Yeah. I feel Mm -hmm. like they then feel like it's a direct communication as well rather than just like a, hey, everyone, answer my question. They feel like then it's a direct. And I'm the same. If someone puts me in a group chat on, you know, Messenger or something, I'll probably read it, but I probably won't reply because I'm like, I don't want to hassle them with all my questions and I might just DM someone directly. But if someone messages me direct, I'll always reply. So I feel like maybe it's the same psychology. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I get it. And it's human nature as well. In groups, people get shy and they get uncomfortable or the other side of it, they think you're not talking to them because their opinion couldn't be important enough you know what I mean when really wow but that's their own insecurities then coming out Mm -hmm. so you've got to find ways to overcome those so you can still get the answers that you're looking for and in turn they feel more connected to your brand and your your account and your community yeah. And again, it comes back to the mindset because a lot of people will post, ask a question, and then they'll say, no one liked my post. No one likes me. No one answered my question. But really it's about those few things that you said. They're not reading it possibly, or they're just scrolling past, or maybe they think that their opinions aren't valid. Like when we shift our mindset away from why me, you know, all of these things and realize what actually might be that maybe you just need to put yourself out there more. Maybe you need to shamelessly ask them directly in the comments and and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we won't be able to do that until we sort of realise it's not 
you or your content. Sometimes it might be, but usually not. It's usually other factors that come into it. Yeah, I agree completely. So there have been a lot of new changes on Instagram the past year. So many new things. And I don't think they seem to be stopping anytime soon. I think they're just trying to take over the world right now. So what is your number one tip? Like, I know there's lots and it's a cumulative effort of everything on the platform, but if you could give everyone one tip to go away and use right now or implement right now, what would it be? If you have not yet done a branding shoot, it's time. It's time to do a branding (laughs) shoot. It's time to invest in your brand and put your face on the platform in a way that you're going to feel the most confident. It's You can no longer hide behind a logo on this platform. We as human beings, we connect to people. We don't connect to logos. We're used to storytelling and we love storytelling and stories are literally something we follow and Instagram is a platform where you're trying to get people to follow you. So without the story element, you're going to find it a lot harder to grow. So see it Mm -hmm. as an investment in the growth of your business and the growth of your brand. I personally do branding shoots, well, normally every couple of months um, because the value that those images provide to my audience, which ultimately helps grow my brand and grow my business, is way beyond what the shoot costs so it's definitely worth the investment and also you're someone that's just never ever ever put yourself online before give yourself the best opportunity at feeling the most confident to do that by working with a professional that knows lighting and knows poses and knows how to make you look good that's what you're paying for you're not just paying for oh here's a photo of you it's Here's the best possible photo of you. And when you share it and your audience suddenly see, oh, my God, this is the person I've been following, the strength that that gives that connection, and then ultimately the increase in your engagement, the increase in your followers, the increase in your sales, which is why you are using the platform, will just tell you, oh, my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? There is not one client that I have worked with that the first thing I've told them to do is you need to do a branding shoot that has said, oh, look, that wasn't worth it. They all come back Mm. and said, oh, my God, I wish I'd done that sooner. So that's my tip. Perfect. Awesome. And now there is a lot of things that people sometimes do online that may not be the best use of their time. Business owners, as we've discussed, are very, very busy. So what is one thing that just makes you cringe a little or you're like, please stop doing that or wasting your time on that? Is there something that you would like to share with everyone so they can stop wasting their time? Yes. So it's one thing, but it's going to have two parts. Okay. So on Instagram, Yes, you may feel like you're talking to many, but in terms of that piece of content, it is one person that is looking at their phone receiving that one piece of content. 
So talk to them direct. That counts as it counts in your stories and it also counts in your feed post. You will get such a boost in engagement and interaction when you speak like you're speaking directly to them. So then part B of my answer for stories specifically, don't say, hey, guys. No, hey, guys, say you. Mm. And you start to notice yourself doing it speaking directly to someone because it's someone that's listening and then they will watch your story and go, oh, my God, she's talking to me. And that will foster that connection and that will increase the engagement because they feel like you're being direct because you are being direct. And then on that, stop saying, hey, guys, I just wanted to jump on here and Like a story is 15 seconds and if you spend the first four to five seconds saying, hi, guys, I just thought I'd quickly jump on here and they've tapped out. And you don't even, because it's happening so much that people are just getting so sick of hearing Mm -hmm. it. You want to lead with the value. You don't need to say, hey, guys. You don't need to explain why you're just jumping on here. You don't start posts with that. So why do you start stories with that? Yeah. Cut it. Amazing. Such great tips. <laughs> I think we've jam-packed tons of stuff in here. I have one last question. What would you say your success in building such an incredible community with the Social Club community and all of your followers online, what would you say is like the reason why it's been so successful? Gosh, that's a hard one to answer. I'm just myself Mm -hmm. and the feedback that I receive that I think is one of the best compliments you can receive if you have an online business is when people meet me in real life, they say you're exactly the same in real life. And I am. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm not copying anyone else's strategy. I have my customer at the focus of everything that I do. What are their needs? What are their problems? How can I help them today? Do I need to create a new service based on their new needs because they're at a different stage in business now. That's what I've always, I suppose, led my direction with rather than looking at other people and saying, oh, well, she's doing a mastermind, I better do a mastermind or she just made an online course, I better do an online course. I've just kept focused on my customer and being myself as much as I can and that seems to be working so far so that would be my tip be yourself and don't worry about what other people are doing I know it's like heard and said time and time and time and time again but it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing and then it's so easy pardon me to say Oh, there's no point me doing it because there's already a million of this or a million of that. But is that what your customer needs? Because look at food courts. A food court is a section of a shopping centre where everyone needs food. Yet side by side, you may have, you know, 20, 30, 40 
vendors that all sell food that are all successful and it's just proof that if you do it your way based on what your customer needs, there is enough room for everybody to be successful. But the trick is to keep your eyes on the prize and the prize is your customer, not your competition. Yeah. I love the analogy of the food court. I haven't been to a food court in a long time, so I might have to go visit one. (laughs) True. It's the best way to explain it. Yeah. You know, it's the best way to explain that there is enough room for everyone. And also it's a good way to explain that not every business is for every customer. Like, you know, in a food court you've got, a Chinese restaurant, then you might have Mexican, but you've got people who hate Mexican food that love Chinese food. So finding out who your customer is and then delivering solutions to their problems is always going to mean that you're successful, Mm -hmm. always. I love that. That is so spot on. I always say if you know what your goals and dreams are, regardless of what's around you, what society says success looks like, what other people are doing and and it looks like they're having so much fun and having all this success, if you're super clear on what that is at your core, like I know for me, I prefer working with people one-on-one. Like I'm an introvert. I'm not here to have like a huge group. However, I do do speaking events and things like that, but it's not the core thing and I love working one-on-one one and that's something I've discovered and once you're really clear on what your goals and dreams are regardless of anything else around you comparison almost disappears like comparisonitis which is one of the biggest challenges I see business owners having is like why are they having all this success and I'm not well they're on their own path like you need to focus on yours and you can't compare if you're on your own path, right? So that is such a great way to end off this podcast. I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, yes to everything and yes to the food court too. So, <laughs> um, thank yeah. you. Are you Mexican or Chinese food? Where would you go? Um, I did like Mexican. However, now I'm intolerant to corn. So that cuts out like everything that's Mexican. So that's fun. <laughs> yes, it does. We may need to find you like a pizza shop. Yeah, except I'm also gluten intolerant, so that's the fun of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna need to talk into yeah somewhere else. Yes, like New Zealand Natural. Yep, that's somewhere true. like that. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> That'll do. How <laughs> many options left for me now? But um. Yes, it's good. But thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us, for joining me for the second time on Couch Chats. And next time there may be an extra little guest with us. I know there will be. It's so wild. Hopefully he'll be quiet. I doubt it though. Anyway, thank you so much for having me, Jess, and thank you to everyone who's watching or listening or listening and watching. Either Yeah. bit of both we're gonna have it both on igtv and podcast so um thanks again brooke super excited to see you again and we'll continue this chat next time 
I hope you got a lot out of this seriously raw episode with Brooke Vilinovich. If you enjoyed the episode, please do a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at jess.williamson8 and Brooke at Brooke Vilinovich. I would love to hear what you think of this episode and any other episodes that you may have listened to of Couch Chats. So please feel free to send me a DM. I reply to absolutely everyone. So Don't be afraid to reach out anytime and I look forward to hearing from you further. Have a great day.